Several weeks ago, Clem and his son, Clem and Clem's son, were sitting at the house, and Clem looked at his son, Clem's son. Clem looked at his son and said, hey, i got to go away for a few weeks. He said, what I need you to do is take care of our cat, Dabo. And Clem's son said, all right, Dad, I'll take care of Dabo. We love Dabo. He's brought us great joys, except for last year. So, Dad, I'll take care of Dabo, and you go off and do what you need to do. Clem went off, and he said, I'll call you periodically. And Clem's son said, what's that mean? He said, "Uh, I'll call you as I can. And so Clem went off, and the first day he called his son, he said, hey, uh, son, how's Dabo? Dabo's doing good. All right. So the next day, Clem called his son, and his son, Clem said, hey, son, how's Dabo? He said, Dabo's dead. And he said, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, now you, can't ju- you can't just, I call you, and, and, and you can't just spring on me. Dabo's dead. We, we've had him for years. In fact, we had him initially, and people were saying, he's not the cat for you. If you're a Clemson fan, you get that. Anyway, <clears throat> We've had, (laughs) Keith's about to leave, we've had Dabo for years. You can't just say Dabo's dead. He said, well, what do you want me to say, Dad? He said, well, the first day I call, I say, how's Dabo? You say, well, Dabo's on the roof, but we're going to get him down. We've got the fire department coming, and, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, and and everything's going to be okay. And then the next day I call and say, well, you know, the fire department, the the fireman is up there, but as he went to get him, Dabo, uh, he, he, he tried to escape, and he jumped, and he's clinging by one thread of one paw and he, he's hanging on a tree now call back tomorrow and and and, and he, he then the next day you call and 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 well Dabo fell from the tree he's in at the vet right now clinging to life and then the next day Dabo unfortunately has passed away he said son that's how you break it to somebody that somebody that they love has passed away. So, okay, Dad, I didn't know. I, I wasn't aware. I so the next day, you know, Dabo's passed away, and Clem calls his son. What's his name? Clem's son. Clem calls his son and said, well, how are things? He said, well, Dad, Mom's on the roof. I love Clem and Clem's son. I tell you what, they're funny. But listen, have you ever met somebody like that that didn't have a lot of common sense? Right? I mean, I could tell you story after story. Now, I'm not the wisest guy in the world by any means, but there have been times where I just simply look at people and say, are you serious? Like, I mean, for real? I mean, I, I, have you ever met anybody that needed some common sense? Come on, raise your hand. It's okay. You don't got to come to the altar. Just raise your hand. <laughs> yeah, I've known people like that. How many people would say, I've been one of those people? Listen, hey, I have been one of those people that people have looked back at me, my wife being one of those, that said, what are you talking about, Jason? You know, 
Listen, and so today, I, I want to talk uh, to you, but to myself. Listen, really, any time that I have the opportunity to speak, and Pastor Rob, listen, you're, you might stand and cheer. He's going to be back next week. They're finishing up their vacation. The crowd goes wild. I'll tell him that you stood because the camera can't see you. Sit down now. Sit. I hear you. Sit down. Okay. That was for you, Pastor Rob. But every time I get the opportunity to speak, I really share from what God's dealing in my heart and, and in my life. And so, <clears throat> has anybody heard, ever heard the, the story of Solomon? Solomon, 2 Chron uh, Chronicles chapter 1, verse 7 through 12 says this. In the night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said to God, you have shown great and steadfast love to David, my father, and have made me king in his place. O oh Lord God, let your word to David, my father, be now fulfilled, for you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me now wisdom and knowledge to go out and come in before this people for who can govern this people of yours which is so great God answered Solomon because this was in your heart and you have not asked for possessions wealth honor or the life of those who hate you you have not even asked for long life but you have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may govern my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you, and I will also give you riches, possessions, and honor such as none of the kings have, uh, uh, none of the kings have, have had who were before you, and none after you shall have the like. And so here we find Solomon. The Bible, the scripture says that the Lord appeared to Solomon, Solomon uh, at night and says, hey, what can I give you? What can I bless you with? Listen, I, I would have to say that Solomon was actually pretty wise already to say, you know, uh, you know what, what's the, what can I do for you? Uh, three more wishes, please, you know, or I, I want all the money in the world. I want all this. And he said, no, what I want is wisdom so that I may govern your people so that I may lead your people Solomon understood this he was the king and yet they were God's people not his people Solomon understood that listen if I'm going to be successful think about who he who who uh, whose son he was he was the son of David who God literally said this is a man after my own heart you want to talk about pressure, right? This is a man after my own heart. And so Solomon said, I just want wisdom. And the Lord said, because you asked for wisdom, I'm going to give you everything else. You see, when a person has wisdom, it raises the level of every aspect of their life. When a person is guided and directed and given the wisdom of the Lord that, that they don't have to necessarily worry about what's coming today or tomorrow because God has given them wisdom, God has given them grace, God has given them mercy and, 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 and they know what to do when troubles arise. Wisdom has that type of capability. 
So Solomon, this man filled with wisdom, the Lord said that he would be uh, the wisest man to have ever lived before and after. I mean, we can look at some of the people that uh, are, are, are in, in our generation and talk about the wisdom of, of man. And sometimes people get so smart that they end up being really dumb. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm so smart that I'm going to start doing these things. They try to outthink the room. The Lord said, listen, Solomon is the wisest man to ever live before himself or after. And, And so Solomon found himself the king of God's people, and he began to compile a book called Proverbs. Now, he didn't, he, he, he didn't write all the Proverbs, but he wrote the majority of the Proverbs, and he either was putting them together from other wisdom teachers, lessons that he had learned from his father David, or lessons that the Lord was teaching him. And so he compiled the book of Proverbs. 31 uh, Proverbs, 31 chapters, and, 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 and it's interesting how he started a lot of the Proverbs. Proverbs 1.8, he said, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. He said, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and uh, uh, forsake not your mother's teaching. That kind of statement Solomon made in Proverbs like 23, 24 times where he was talking to his son or talking to his sons. Chapter 2, he said, my son, receive my words. Chapter 3, verse 1, my son, do not forget my commands. Chapter 4, verse 1, my sons, hear your father's instruction. Now let's again, we've talked about who Solomon was. Let's talk about who his sons were. Now, his sons were the sons of the wisest man to ever live and the grandsons of the man after God's own heart. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that the, 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 the household they had to grow up in, it's like, why can't you be more like your granddad David, who was after God's heart? Why can't, be, why can't you be smart like your dad, you know? And so Solomon was writing these things over and over and over. And yes, they're to us now, and they, they're relevant to us, but he was writing them as a father to his son. He was literally writing a book of God's godly wisdom about, uh, excuse me, from a father to fathers about being a father. Proverbs was really, it's a, a book of godly wisdom from a parent to parents on how to parent. And so oftentimes, listen, I'm a parent of two teenagers, and they were easier, easier when they were four. I mean, Amanda and I talk about it all the time, like the newborn babies. And we talk about, oh, we didn't sleep much and we didn't do this much. And, they, you know, they would wake up in the middle of the night and one of us had to get up. And, you know, the, but now I don't sleep much anyway. I got two teenage daughters. I slept more when they were infants. But listen, if you have... Uh, difficulty, if you have questions, if you have thoughts, what do I do? How do I raise this son or daughter? Listen, Solomon has raised or, or has laid out some pretty powerful instruction. 
It wouldn't be a bad idea to read Proverbs every day. Because, listen, it's to you and it's to me. So today I want to talk about the importance of getting wisdom. Today I want to talk about the the importance. See, wisdom is more than just, I'm a smart guy. There's a lot of smart guys that make a lot of mistakes because they don't have life wisdom. They don't have God-given wisdom. And so I want to talk about the importance of getting wisdom. And so I've got three questions today. The first question is, what is wisdom? If we need to get wisdom, we've got to understand what is wisdom. I'll I'll, I'll give the first part of, of the answer. The first part of wisdom is, A, wisdom is fearing God. Wisdom is fearing God. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, I'm not saying when I talk about fearing God, I'm not saying necessarily on a daily basis it's like, oh, God, oh, and you're cowering, cowering in the corner, right? You know, oh, God, I fear you. I mean, there may be moments of that. There may be opportunities for that, but that's not what I'm talking about on a daily uh, uh, basis, but it's a, a respect, an honor, a sense of awe for our Lord. Lord, you are awesome. Lord, you are mighty. Lord, you, you, you know all things. You know, there's never a time where the Lord learns anything. He's al- he already knows all things. There's never anything new. You see, I can fear God because I, I know this. I fear him. I reverence him. I, I am in awe of him. Why? Because he is the beginning and the end. I mean, he right now is uh, in the future, and right now he's in the past. Why? Because he's God. And so he deserves to be reverenced. He, he deserves to be held in awe. A God who is able to, again, be in the future, in the past at the same time. He's awesome. He's amazing. He's great. Knowing that he really is right beside you on a daily basis. Now think about this. I think if we had the wisdom to fear God, to reverence God, to, 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 to uh, all, you know, have, have an awe, sense of awe about God, and we understood that he really is with us, I think that would give us wisdom maybe to do the thing, do, uh, to not do the things that sometimes we do. I know I might sound like my mom because when she would leave the house, she would say things like, remember, Jesus is right beside you. So would you watch such and such a show if Jesus was right beside you? Would you listen to whatever music if Jesus, would you say these certain things? No, mom, no, mom. You know, so I'm like looking for Jesus, right? But I think that if we understood that God is with us, God is for us, yes, and, and God is around us, I think it would say, you know what, I'm not going to make that decision today. So what is wisdom? Wisdom is, is fearing God. Wisdom is knowing that he's there, knowing that, that he's omnipresent. Wisdom is knowing that he deserves worship. Listen, I want to be honest with you today. It thrilled 
my heart this morning as we were worshiping the Lord. And didn't Avery do such an incredible job? It was awesome having Avery play with us the last couple of weeks. And as we were worshiping the Lord, to see you guys with your, hand, with your hands lifted up and your, your eyes toward heaven and singing, you are worthy of it all. It's amazing. It's because he deserves that. So wisdom is fearing God. Second, wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is knowing God. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And then it says, And the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. See, knowing that God is sovereign, knowing that God is in charge, knowing that God has authority, when we live knowing God in the way, uh, in, in that way, he gives us peace. See, knowing that, so, that God is sovereign and knowing that God uh, has authority, we also come to understand and learn that just because we know that doesn't mean that everything in our lives are going to happen the way we want it. Sometimes there's going to be devastations. Sometimes there's going to be loss. Sometimes there's going to be misunderstanding, like, Lord, why did you do this? Why did you allow this? Life isn't always going to be perfect, but when we understand that God truly is in control, we can learn to live in more of a semblance of peace. Why? Because he's given us wisdom to trust who he is. He's given us wisdom to trust who he is, knowing that God is unchanging, knowing that God is good. I loved what Amanda read earlier, and we actually did not talk about this at all, but knowing that God is full of loving kindness, that the scripture said his loving kindness or his steadfast love is better than life. I mean, knowing that the Lord loves me unconditionally, it's better than even taking my next breath. And so when we begin to know God in that way, know God that, that, that he, he's trustworthy, he's kind, he's good, and that even in horrific, tragic moments, he will pick us up and he will encourage us and he will love us and he will bring healing to our hearts. The third thing when we ask what is wisdom, not only is wisdom fearing God and knowing God, but wisdom is applying God's word to our life. And see, this is the part that most of us stumble on, right? It's like, I know, I, I fear God, I reverence God, I, I, I'm in awe of God. I know God, I know about God, I know he's my Savior, I know he's my Lord, I know these awesome things about God, but it's like, okay, well, the next part of wisdom is applying God's word to our lives. It's like, oh, oh, we got, you know, takes us back to that scripture that says, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers also. Don't just listen to the word, but do what it says. And Paul said, listen, when you just listen to the word and you, 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 you hear it, but then you don't obey it, it's like the person who walks to the mirror and says, okay, all right, and then he immediately forgets what he looks like. Sometimes I need to forget what I look like, you know. Sometimes like, oh, I thought I looked a little better than that. 
But the Bible says, you know, be a, not only a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. So part of wisdom is applying God's word to our life, taking what we know and applying that to our life. See, if a person knows all the things about God and ignores his commands and ignores what he's asking you to do, we could not call that person wise, right? In fact, the scripture says the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. Right, so if we know all the things about God, and we don't know all the things about God, but you know a lot about the Lord. You, eno- you know enough to apply what you know. But if we don't apply those things to our life, that's not wisdom. In fact, in fact, that's, uh, uh, can I say it, that's stupidity. It's being a fool. How can we apply those things to our life? I say this nearly every time I speak, in large part just so that you know that I know. Well, Pastor Rob is such an eloquent preacher, speaker, and we can literally every single week take what he preaches and we, he lays it out how to, apply, how to apply it to our lives. And so we have the tools to walk out of here and do those things. But when we don't, when we don't, it's saying, ah, doesn't really matter. I'll hear something else next week and I'll apply that. So I want to challenge you begin to apply the things that you know to your life. So the first question was what is wisdom? The second question is how will wisdom benefit me? How does wisdom benefit me? The first part of that answer A, wisdom will guard and protect you. When you have wisdom, it will guard and protect you. Proverbs 4, chapter 5 and 6, it says, get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. So wisdom will guard and protect us. And wisdom is something that we learn from the time that, 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 you know, we can begin to develop sentences and we can hear and obey our parents. How does wisdom guard and protect us? Hey, Jason, don't stick the fork in the light socket. That is wisdom coming from mom and dad, right? Hey, Jason, you know, don't play jacks on a hot sidewalk. Nobody knows what jacks are anymore. Really? Yeah. You bounce the ball, you take the jacks. You don't want to sit on a hot side. Never mind. Hey, Jason, look at even as you grow and it becomes more, you know, as I'm a teenager and, hey, Dad, I'm going out with my friends. Hey, Jason, make wise choices. In just that little sentence of make wise choices, I had the wisdom to know that my dad says, if I have to come pick you up or come looking for you, you are going to get wisdom from my hand to the caboose. 
And so wisdom is there to guard and protect us. I love how the scripture says it. It says, do not forget, do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her because she will keep you. Love her, love wisdom, and it will guard you. One of the ways that wisdom guards and protects protects us is that it keeps us from doing things that will harm us. Getting wisdom, it keeps us from making unwise decisions, hurtful decisions that diminish not only your life, but the life of those that are around you. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 10 through 12 says, For wisdom will come into your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech. Listen, I talk to our students almost every week, and we talk about who are the people that you're spending the most time with. Who are the people that you're, you, you know, you're, you're, you're hanging out with the most? One of, our, uh, one of my spiritual heroes, uh, Jeannie Mayo, said, I'm sure she wasn't the first person to say this, but she said, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Right? That's something that we talk to our girls about. Sometimes you have to walk away from certain friendships if you want to get to where you need to go. And so getting wisdom causes you to make good decisions, to make, to, to make decisions that are, gonna, that are gonna help you do what God has called you to do. Wisdom says don't follow people who are doing foolish things. You wind up getting hurt. You wind up getting in trouble. You wind up doing things that you ought not do. So wisdom says be careful who you're hanging out with. Wisdom can keep you from making wrong choices. Another way that wisdom will benefit you, be wisdom can give you confidence and contentment. Wisdom can give you confidence and contentment. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 26 says, uh, In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and his children will have a refuge. Now listen, that doesn't mean, again, we said it a a, a few minutes ago, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have hard times. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have difficult times. Solomon is saying, though, by and large, when you are walking in wisdom, you are protected from the instability of the world. Why? Because wisdom gives you confidence and it gives you peace. If you struggle with insecurity, get wisdom. If you struggle with stress, get wisdom. Another thing that we talk about our talk to our students about from week to week, we sometimes they'll say, "Hey, when I go into the lunchroom, I'm sitting by myself. I don't have, you know, any friends and this and that." And I'll say, "Well, look around. Is there anybody else that's sitting by themselves?" Inevitably, they're like, "Yeah, sit with them." Right. That person doesn't want to be by themselves. Wisdom says, I'm alone, they're alone. Hi, my name is so-and-so, right? And so, listen, I'm not saying life's always going to be perfect. But when you get wisdom, you will also get confidence. When you get wisdom, you will also receive peace. Proverbs 19, verse 23 says, The fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it, rest satisfied. 
The fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it rests satisfied. In this life, you will have trouble. You will have turmoil. You will have hardship. Jesus literally said, in this life, you will have tribulation. But I also believe this, the wise person is going to have less hardship. You'll say, I don't know, Jason, if you could say that. I don't know. Well, let's talk about that for a second. See, I think that 20% of our hardship is hardship that's just going to come no matter what we do, right? 20% of hardship is going to come because sometimes we need to endure hardship. Why? To know the faithfulness of God, to, to learn other things. Sometimes 20% of that hardship is just going to come whether, you know, no matter what we do, no matter what we say, we're going to have difficulty. But I would say that the, 80, the other 80% of hardships that come into our life is self-inflicted. 80% of it comes because of things that we said that we can't take back. 80% of it comes because of things that we texted, and you definitely can't take that back. Screenshot, 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 text to all my friends. This is what Jason is really like. That's what he said. You can't deny it. And I said it. 80% of the problems that we endure are things that we said, actions that we did. And so a man of wisdom, a woman of wisdom, doesn't make as many of those mistakes. I'll never forget the first day we gave Jalen a phone that she could text with. She was excited. I'm going to text Mima and Papa. I'm going to text Pop and Ma. I'm going to text all my cousins. And she's talking about all the people. And, and, and Amanda and I were sitting there, and Amanda said, Now, let me tell you what not to do. Don't ever text and send anything that you don't want to say to that person directly because when you do that, they are going to, and, it, and it's something they don't like, they are going to send it out to everyone and everyone will hate you. <laughs> that was wisdom. That was wisdom. That was like Solomon. I mean, I can imagine if Solomon was here today, Proverbs like 32 don't press send. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but listen, most of our struggles and problems and hardships are self-inflicted, but wisdom gives us the ability to say, I'm not going to say that, I'm not going to do that, or I will say that. I will encourage that person. I will lift up that person. Proverbs 3.13 says, Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. See, wisdom will bring honor and financial blessings. Now look, before you like start throwing stuff, I'm not like talking about, if you're a believer, you're going to be rich. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is what Solomon said. Again, he, Solomon wasn't making like promises necessarily. He was saying, this is what I've seen in life. This is what wisdom gets you. Uh, 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 wisdom will bring honor and financial blessings. Uh, Proverbs 3.16 says, long life is in her uh, right hand and in her left hand are riches and honor. Let me tell you how wisdom can bring riches. I know a man that was a uh, uh, I worked with him when I was 22, 23 years old. His name was Mr. John. I didn't know his last name. 
and I was the janitor of my church. It was a large church and had, uh, you know, just multiple buildings. And so after several weeks of me doing it by myself, they they said, we're going to bring in Mr. John. Basically, they said, Jason, you don't work that hard. We're going to bring in this guy who's like uh, 40 years older than you, and he's going to outwork you, and you're going to learn. And that's what happened, and I learned. And Mr. John, I sat down with him, and he says, well, I was retired. And I said, you were retired. What, what brought you back to work? Helping you. And I was like, for real? I said, what have you done in your life? He said, well, you know, he, he talked about, he, you know, he, for a little bit of time, I was a mechanic. For a little bit of time, I was this. And for a little bit of time, I, you know, I was a janitor at a high school. And, and I said, well, and you, you know, how long have you been retired? He said, several years. He said, and I'm living more comfortably now than I've ever lived. And he talked about the money that he had in the bank. And I said, how did you make that money, that much money as a mechanic and as a janitor? And he said, I didn't make that much money. He said, but I spent even less money. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> you know? John was able to retire. John, when he died, had more than a million dollars in the bank. Why? Because John was a man of wisdom. Now, the jobs that John worked didn't bring him riches, didn't bring him all the money that he could imagine, but the wisdom of God saying, be frugal. Don't spend money here when it's not necessary. Pay those bills. Pay them on time. Have good credit. All of those things. John, as John is outworking me, John is teaching me as well. And so when I say blessing, or, or, or excuse me, wisdom will bring uh, financial blessing, that doesn't mean you're winning the lottery tomorrow, but wisdom gives you the opportunity to say, I know what to do with my money, right? It's the same way as self-control doesn't give you the right to control yourself. Self-control gives you the opportunity to pick what controls you. Will I be controlled by sin, or will I be controlled by the Spirit of God? See, wisdom will bring financial blessing. Proverbs 3.16, long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Proverbs 3.9 and 10 says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with your first fruits of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bursting with wine. Listen, the Lord right there, Solomon right there is talking about tithing. And tithing was the only thing that the Lord said. He said, I give you permission to prove me in this. He said, if you obey by giving a tithe, what is a tithe? This is a tenth. A tithe is a tenth of your income. He said, if you obey me by giving the first fruits of your income, he said, do Wait and see. I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out more than you can contain. That's a promise. And that's a promise not from Solomon. That's a promise from God. And so, again, Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Solomon says, When you honor God, he will honor you. When you walk in obedience, he will guide you and direct you. Listen, there's nothing that I would rather have in my life than the guidance and the direction of our Heavenly Father. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 through 9. The beginning of wisdom is this. 
get wisdom. And whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a graceful garland and she will bestow on you a beautiful crown. In everything, get wisdom. Every day, get wisdom. So we've talked about all the things. and What is wisdom? We've talked about how it will benefit. So the last question is where can I find wisdom? Where can I find wisdom? James chapter 1, verse 5 through 8 says this. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For what person must, um, for what person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord? He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody moving around, where can I find wisdom? Where can I find knowledge? Where can I find insight? It's clear there uh, there in James. It says, if you need wisdom, ask. Ask of the Lord. And he will give you wisdom. And here's the great thing. Now, he's going to speak to you through his word, and you're going to gain wisdom. He may speak to you in your heart, and and you're going to gain wisdom. But another incredible thing that the Lord does, when you say, Lord, I need wisdom on how to be a better father. I need wisdom on how to be a better mom. I need wisdom on what decisions to make in business. I need wisdom, teenager, on how to study for this next exam. I need wisdom. When you ask the Lord for wisdom, he will then also put people in your path that you can learn from. For me, he put so many people in my path, but one of the first people he put there was Brother John, Mr. John. He taught me how to work harder. He taught me how to be a little bit more wise with decisions. I haven't always done that. When you ask for wisdom, the Lord's going to put in your life the things and the people that you need to gain that wisdom. The question is, will you heed the wisdom? Teenager, will you heed the wisdom that mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or your teacher gives you?